This is our fifth session on these two enormously important verses, 2, 12 and 13 of Philippians. And I want to make two clarifications from something I said last time. Let's read it first. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And I argued last time that this word, kater godziste, work out, means produce or bring about or effect. And that salvation here is probably a reference to salvation which is yet future. Sometimes this is read thinking that this salvation is the salvation we already have in Christ, and this is a fleshing it out. Now, in reality, that's good theology. I'm not opposing that. I just don't think that's what Paul is saying here. So I want to make two clarifications. So, Father, as we try to understand more carefully what each of your uh, paragraphs, your sentences say, Grant us wisdom, grant us insight, and then a heart to obey and discover in real life the glories of what it means to walk in this way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm arguing that this word means produce and bring about, and therefore it can't refer to what has already happened precisely. So let me try to show first that salvation in Paul's understanding is past, is present, and is future. First, we'll look outside of uh, Philippians. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, For by grace you have been saved. So that's past. Praise God. We have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now watch, for we are his workmanship. In other words, it's not our works, it's his work. Created, he made us, we didn't create ourselves, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So this new creation and this salvation here are four good works. These good works don't get us saved. These good works don't make us new. They are the result of being saved, the result of being created. So that's past, past salvation, which is glorious because therein lies our firm security. Now, 1 Corinthians 1.18, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved. Now there's the present sense. God is at work in us and we are being saved. Salvation isn't an automatic past event. It is a past event with an ongoing present working of God. He is at work in us, which we'll see next time from from Philippians 2.13. So that's the present sense. Now here's the future. 
Romans 13, 11, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. So clearly, salvation in this sense is future. It's not here yet, not in its fullness. So there are three senses in which we talk about salvation. Past, present, future. Now, here's Philippians. Back to Philippians. Chapter 3, verses 10 and 12. Notice that Paul thinks of it in a future sense in this passage. This is from verse 8 here. I count all things as rubbish. And now verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection. That's future salvation. Paul is aiming to attain the resurrection by means of counting everything as rubbish and suffering with Christ from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect. In other words, he knows that he's not yet perfect and he hasn't yet attained final salvation, the resurrection. And here's how he pursues it. This is so important. Oh, how precious this is. But I Press on. Now, I'm arguing that this press on here is the same as work out your salvation. Back in 2.12. I press on. I work out my salvation. I bring it about. I pursue it. I, I, I uh, produce it. I press on to make it my own. And then this glorious needs another color. <laughs> because... Christ Jesus has made me his own. So this is the this is past. Oh, glorious past salvation. When Christ died for me, when the Holy Spirit wakened me and brought me to faith, he made me his own. He took hold of me. I am now united to Christ, as it says in 2, uh, 7 and 8 and 9. We are in Christ Jesus, not having a righteousness of our own, but his so clearly, Paul works with the assumption in this book that there is a salvation that is yet future, and he is pressing on, or I'm arguing here, producing, bringing about, working out through obedience the pursuit of that future salvation because he is secure, because he already has. Let me go there again. Because... Christ has made him his own. He's not insecure. If you think that I'm saying that our future salvation has to be attained as something that we're not sure about, we're not, we don't know if we're going to attain it, you're not understanding me. And I don't think you're understanding Paul. Because look, here's chapter 1, verse 6. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you he laid hold of you. He united you to himself. He forgave you. He justified you. He gave you his righteousness. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. We're going to see that next time, that God is the one who is at work in us. But we join God in pressing on and working out 
our obedience unto that salvation. So there's nothing insecure here. This is massive security. I am sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. So the way we work is like this. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. That's the way we live our lives. When I say be kind to one another is a way of producing, bringing about our salvation, as it says in Philippians 2.12. When I say be kind to one another, it's part of the obedience of 2.12 of Philippians. I don't mean that you are creating a relationship with God as, this has already happened, God in, un in union with Christ, which can never be broken, forgave you. Therefore, be about the business of confirming this union, confirming this forgiveness by being kind to one another. Or here's one more text. Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law. This is finished, past. You are dead and alive in Christ. You have died to the law through the body of Christ. When you, were, when you believed you were united with Christ, his death became your death. His life became your life so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that you may bear fruit for God. That is the working out of your salvation. That is the pursuit of the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Or here it is again in verse 6. Now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive. This is so decisive and past. Glorious salvation, past and firm and secure. Died to that which held us captive so that we serve in a new way in the Spirit, relying on God in the Spirit, not in the old way of the written code. Therefore, when I say work out your own salvation means pursue your future salvation, secure it, confirm it, produce it, bring it about. I don't mean that you are insecure or that you are relying on yourself. We're going to see that here next time. But you are relying on God and you are sure that he has already made you his own. In verse 12 of chapter 3, and it's because he's made you his own that you are pressing on. That is, you are working out your salvation in obedience, pursuing this glorious final work of God.